three. So what I see is that we are co-creating that brand new reality, that quantum jump into this new reality where we have peace and harmony and joy for all in this timeline. In other words, we still are in the same meat suit. Dr. Karen, welcome to the Blissvana show. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is our very first podcast interview with Dr. Karen Can about Blissvana and the new earth that we're creating. And we've been having just an incredible conversation of two like-minded frequencies, uh, including some heartfelt moments that I am so excited to bring you into our conversation. Dr. Karen, for everybody that is not yet familiar with you, could you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Rena. here. I'm so grateful to you and the work that you're doing in Blasfana and your podcast and everything that you told me earlier about all your tra tra travels. And it's amazing. Um, so just a little bit about me. I'm a medical doctor originally from uh, uh, Hong Kong and then Canada. And I went through my own dark night of the soul, of illness, autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, depression, anxiety, wanted to kill myself. Um, and the list goes on. Uh, and I ended up searching for some other way of healing myself because conventional medicine, even though I was an expert in it, uh, was not cutting it. So I learned from some um, Reiki masters and some different teachers. And as I kept growing and learning and evolving, more and more teachers came to the forefront. And then I healed myself of the fibromyalgia and everything in about two years. And they continued to improve and learn a lot of new things. So I then you know, wrote a bunch of books to help other people be able to get through that dark night of the soul with greater ease and grace. And so now I have the Academy of Light Medicine where I teach sensitive souls how to harness their sensitivity superpowers so they can tap into their uh, intuitive healing and manifesting abilities with greater ease so we can create that heaven on earth together. Oh, this is our shared dream, isn't it? to rebirth heaven on earth right here so we can evolve and experience that bliss that we are all experiencing inside us. I, I feel like so many of us are giddy with excitement and anticipation at what's to come. So mm -hmm. let's, let's unpack that. I mean, my God, you are doing so many beautiful things. And I've been following you, listening voraciously, taking in everything that you've been saying. And so for our listeners today, I thought we could maybe guide the conversation around self-healing, which I know a lot of people are struggling with right now, are what they call maybe ascension symptoms, but it's a combination of aches and pains and fatigue and dizziness and perhaps symptoms that they've never really felt before. So both as a, as a physical doctor as a MD, but also really as a doctor of light medicine, which I think is so beautiful because I think that is actually true medicine. What are your recommendations? Mm, yeah, that's a really, really great place to start, Rena, um, because a lot of my uh, tribe and community, I mean, they're sensitive souls, highly sensitive souls, and they just grew up with the, um, the criticism to like, you know, stop being so sensitive. Why do you have to have all these symptoms? You know, come on, buckle up and, and get stronger, you know, and then we feel really, really guilty that we're not normal, that we don't fit in. And there's so many of us that feel like we're so strange. We don't fit in. And, and I was one of them. And the neat thing is, even though 
we might experience some ascension symptoms. So when the vibration goes higher, some of us, depending on what soul type we are coming into a human body, sometimes we go up. Uh, well, I'll say up. It's really expansion. Sometimes we go and expand really fast and our bodies need to catch up <laughs> with that. Our physical form is so dense. So there are ways in which we can encourage uh, our physical form to shift quicker and with more stability. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, and then so one of the things in my um, best-selling book, Sensitivities or Superpower, probably the most important chapter in the book, <laughs> which is um, the one technique that I share called stillness through observing internal movement. It's a way in which people can connect to the zero-point field or the singularity, inner wisdom, some people call it creator source. And in that space, you start to stabilize and that physical form can start to help like reconnect and, um, if you will, naturally download those energies that are needed to help integrate the newer energy. So there's a lot of that that can happen just by going into stillness space, which I was never a great meditator. Maybe you are, Rina, but uh, not me. I mean, I'd be like two minutes late. Okay, what's for dinner, right? Like what's going on? <laughs> I could not sit still for more than a couple of minutes uh, unless I was at some retreat and that was what we did. But other than that, I just would not do that on a daily basis. So the technique that I have uh, is for people who, you know, aren't necessarily great meditators, but would really like the benefits of meditating and going into what I call the auto healing state. And so that will help to auto stabilize people going through ascension symptoms. That's brilliant. And what is the technique again? It's called stillness through observing internal movement. And I'm happy to walk people through it right now. If you'd like, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. Well, it, it takes longer to talk about it than to actually experience it. So it's a way of being. So uh, what we do is we get people to first get into their bodies and a lot of people aren't connected to their bodies. So what we have them do is like rub their hands or stamp their feet or get some energy and chi is in Chinese medicine called chi or prana going and then they relax and then uh, close your eyes. So everyone can listen and close your eyes and then focus on the inside of your body where your hands are. Feel the heat, the waves, the tingling, whatever it is you feel there in the body. And then follow the flow of wherever that goes. So just keep your mind focused on the waves, on the feeling, the physical feeling in the body. And continue following the flow without judging it, without making it go anywhere. Big or small, it doesn't really matter. So as you continue observing that flow a little bit more advanced have you open your eyes gently and see if you can continue feeling any energy movement in the body oh how is it for you rena that was very powerful and that was a lot of energy my god i feel like i need a cold shower There's i'm getting kind of hot right now but <laughs> Well, the thing is, and you and I are on this on this together, right? So it add, adds up a little bit. So throughout the rest of this podcast, um, for folks listening in, and of course yourself as well, see if you can just even momentarily for a second or two, tune into the vibration in the body. And the funny thing is that is enough, believe it or not, for us to create that heaven on earth. Yes, you can visualize, you can embody the feeling of being in that beautiful new space where there's clean air, clean water, prosperity, organic fruits and vegetables, No, you know, like everything we would desire. Yes, you can do that. And even if you're not thinking that or dreaming that actively each day, touching into that stillness, just feeling the vibration in your body, 
it actually amplifies that seed that we just planted into the quantum of our vision. Wow. And I keep hearing, I am, I am, I am. That's beautiful. It's, I'm one of those people that's never in my body. I'm never grounded. I feel like I live 10 feet ahead of my body or yeah, that used to be me. I totally get it. And you just, the I am, we actually do a sacred lake vortex meditation at my light warrior training camp in person. Every year we stand in this, uh, about this much water and lake clear. And there is a, there is a vortex there and we hold hands and we literally chant I am. And we send this beautiful vortex of love energy to the world. It's, it's so cool that you just said that. It's so neat. Amazing because I'm, I'm <laughs> hearing it. I'm hearing it. <laughs> wow. Next one. Uh, July of next year. We only do it once a year for now, once a year. Maybe. And it's something that I'd love to be able to, you know, expand and, and do it elsewhere in the world as well. But right now we're, we're kind of small and, yeah. you know, learning our ways of marketing. <laughs> How well, to get it. Let's, let's, Maybe if possible, if there's others interested, how many people do you typically have at these events? Uh, well, at the place that in the vortex, um, we, we, it, because it's a small retreat center, it's like, you know, um, there's a tiny plane, you know, that goes to that, to that little part of, of the, the country. So we can host uh, about 50 people max. Okay. Okay. Well, I keep, I keep seeing Sedona, you know, perhaps, Perhaps we should have you encourage you to host one in Sedona later this year, but um, possibly, possibly. <laughs> I think one of the things that I know personally that I am yearning for is more of people with that same frequency that I have coming together for a weekend, almost like a battery recharge. Mm. I'm available to humans if I can just recharge with my soul family. And it's I know we important. use the word, right? We use the word soul family. I think a little loosely kind of, we call everybody soul family, but I don't think that's what it is at all. So I'd love to get your thoughts on what do you think? Some of the visions that I get about soul family is that there are people who have very similar frequencies. Yes. Time for us to start identifying people with the same frequencies and coming together because when you do that you together will become insanely more powerful than being with people with different frequencies because with different frequencies you're going to cancel each other out so you really have to find people that are your identical match in order to have that accelerated experience tell me a little bit about what are your thoughts on soul families yeah you know some people will say you know soul families you're from this particular soul group and yada 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 i it, i don't really define it that way i define it more like what you're talking about where it really is frequency or vibe based so um i believe anyway and and my personal experience is absolutely true when two or more together with the same frequency it is additive so one plus one is not two it's like four or eight or ten you know it actually is amplification and as far as you know um not being with your soul family it can to a certain degree be an energy drain sometimes to high vibe people uh to the degree of which they have um like i say control of their superpowers <laughs> so they're not necessarily empathically feeling what the other people are feeling but able to transform and transmute that but they're, they're, we're in a limited you know physical form here so day in and day out if i were to be in a place where they're uh, i don't know playing 
heavy metal music 24 seven, I probably wouldn't be so happy after 10 days, right? Like I'm not with my people. So it, it's no matter how strong you are in the physical form, it, it can be still challenging. But I, I like to say that the biggest energy wins, meaning that the biggest, uh, highest vibration energy in a room, well, sorry, I shouldn't say that's a high vibe, but the biggest energy in the room wins. So if the biggest energy is someone who's very toxic and narcissistic, and there is no uh, counteracting, canceling energy, they will run the room and they will entrain everybody to that negative frequency. Yes, but same yes. thing with us. When we walk into a room, right? If we're in a good place, we've taken care of our physical form, we're hydrated, we feel good, we feel joy, that automatically starts reverberating through what I call the light radius. And we actually literally can walk into a room and start healing people without actually being healers, just by being who we are so true and so profound. I host a nightly meditation for free on Zoom um, via a site called breathwork.com. It's two Ks and it's 9.25 PM PST. And literally we're not even meeting each other. We're just on the Zoom call. And the feedback has been insane. It's, it's like measurable scientific feedback. You know, I'm sleeping better. My blood pressure has dropped. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm feeling so much like a new person. My aches and pains have gone. And I think it's because of course, we're all connected at a quantum level. So if you're, for example, you know, having a conversation with a group of 20 people, you are healing them without doing anything. Although I think this is also why healers like us get fatigued and exhausted unintentionally because I may have this meditation at night, but then I'm in bed for two nights. I actually did this. I hosted a meditation live uh, during yoga day on yoga day. And there's about 65, 70 people. And I couldn't get out of bed for two nights. I would literally two days. Oh, I, really? I, I was, <laughs> I was completely done for. So I want to talk about this other topic. Interesting. Is, okay. Cause I tend to get really energized. <laughs> interesting yeah so i'll do a three-hour workshop and we'll have transformations and things like that and i will be so pumped in the past i had difficulty sleeping because i was just so excited about stuff um i'm, I'm better now i'm more balanced so that yes i can sleep um <laughs> but i think part of it is just practice um and and being in that stillness right that stillness through observing internal movement it's a way in which i automatically become more of myself yeah it's so a other energies around um it's like you know my girlfriend she said uh who's doing the healing anyway the god team is or the source team is we're just the directors i'm like yeah i like that i'll believe that right so it's not my energy they're taking per se <laughs> right yeah. it is like the the energy from source from the zero point field that we are directing and emanating so it doesn't come personally from me oh that's so true that's so true Let's talk about downloads, because I know so many of us um, started hearing things. And as I was sharing with you, you know, a few years ago, maybe a decade ago, we might have been thrown in mental asylums for hearing voices. And and it's not really a voice. Like when I first heard Merkaba, when I downloaded Merkaba, and it was it's not Merkaba or Merkaba, it's Merkaba. Like I heard it so crystal clear. Um it's not a voice that you hear. It's almost like for me, I, I'm sure it's very different for different people, depending on whether you're clear, you know, audience or whatever. But for me, it's, I almost like hear it as a energy. 
I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's, it's like when I downloaded the word Shambhala and I kept saying, well, what is a Shambhala? And why do I keep hearing Shambhala? I don't understand. And then I Googled it and sure enough, or, or Uriel, what have your experiences been in terms of how can people tune themselves to hearing guidance in a more consistent, clear way, instead of like someone like me, where I stumbled around for a really long time, questioning myself until I would Google and say, wait, this is a real word. How did I pick it up? How, how did I hear this? And then kind of trying to get into the science of this. Like, did this come from an Akashic record? Is this that everybody can hear it, but I somehow picked it up? So share a little bit about what are your thoughts on downloads and what can people do to get more clarity around hearing guidance? Well, here's the good news. The good news is that through exercises like the stillness through observing internal movement, that actually in that still point where you're just feeling energy in the body, these downloads will automatically come. Not, sorry, they're coming anyway, but you'll actually have the space to receive them. So when people have a problem in the chapter uh, around stoem, stoem for negative emotions, if someone's, and I do this all the time, so I, I walk my talk, if I'm having a, a problem, if I'm having angst over something, some news or whatever, um, I will go into the body and feel whatever that is, even if it's uncomfortable in my body, what's the vibration? And what happens often is that the answer to the problem just drops in. Now, like you said, it'll be different for different people. So for Claire audience, it may be a word, right? It may be a word or they'll just, it'll blurt out of their mouths. Like they don't even know what they're saying, right? Uh, for clairvoyant people, it may be an image or maybe a scene that they see in their minds, or it could be something outside. It could be literally like they go like this and they see something phys seemingly physical or physical outside, um, outside their so outer vision versus inner vision and um and then you have the clair essence the that less dominant in terms of um most people at least my testing and this is only you know um uh, a few thousand people but my testing has been about 80 percent of sensitive souls are primarily clairsentient so they feel things in their bodies and their emotions then there's a, a, another group of people who are primarily clairaudient that might be the next bigger group between that and clairknowing or claircognizance are pretty pretty equal um and and the claircognizant people everybody wants to be them <laughs> <laughs> some us, sometimes the clairsentient people are like, oh, I am so done with feeling it in my body. Can I just know the answer, please? Right. Um, but we each have our gifts. Um, and then sometimes we'll be able to 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 train those gifts yeah. and, and literally say, like, if I go into stillness and I want to activate more my Claire audience, I'll ask my team, my God team. I'm like, OK, give me the word. Mm -hmm. And then I'll wait. Now, I still go through the same doorway. I still feel the energy in my body, but then I'll wait for the word and the word will pop up. So, yeah, so it, it, it's not actually rocket science. It's just a matter of being consistent and it's like a practice, right? Practice and it's tuning. It's really being so it sounds like you've reached a place where you're always tuned into your higher self. Well, I'm not sure anybody can say that we're 100% tuned into our higher self all the time. But when we go through that stillness, whether that it's that exercise, I have another one uh, where we actually use the other gifts to go into the same field the, of, of, you know, awareness. Um, you know, I think that as we do the work, we get more and more and more 
in tune with that our home frequency which is connected to our higher self and source got it do you have a ritual that you do to call in the guides and stay connected with the guides or is it pretty informal at this point uh no i i just continue just focusing on the body okay so yeah now sometimes i'm going to be honest sometimes i forget and when i forget i might be looking at a spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> right i might be doing really heady work right because spreadsheets and i it's like i'm, I'm befriending spreadsheets and i'm starting to love them for their you do. you know i i do i do but the thing is sometimes i'm into that head work and then partway through i'd be like oh i haven't felt my body at all interesting right and then i'll start feeling the vibration in my body and so then i can get you know that the funny thing is is the the second i do that everything's more efficient everything goes faster things flow uh, opportunities come synchronicities come and then i go why don't i do this more <laughs> so yeah. i'm practicing you know like right now i will literally be like watching maybe an exciting i tend to like scare sli scary slightly exciting suspenseful like tv shows so i'll watch say grim or something like that and i know there's going to be a scary part in there right so i'll purposefully tune into my body and go body, what are you going to do with this? Right. And I'll feel a vibration and it's shifting as I'm watching. Okay. And it's almost like the higher self, you know, it's almost like that part of me, the observer is just going, well, isn't that interesting? Wow. You felt more stuff in your gut. Well, oh, you felt more things in your arms or, you know, uh, and, and kind of, uh, commentating <laughs> and, and I gotta be honest that uh, movies are so much less fun when I do that, but <laughs> But you, you know, again, um, define fun. I think that would be a lot of fun to say, hey, I wonder what the body is going to do. It's, it's let's just say less entertaining because, yes. you know, I'm not, my, my emotions and everything aren't being totally, totally manip manipulated, you know, by the, <laughs> by the TV show. And I think that's why some of us in this space, like where we're at, we'll watch a movie or we'll watch a TV show nowadays, right? And we'll go, ah, programming, ah programming yes. see where yes. they program climate change and see where they program a shot and, yes. <laughs> and then we're like totally like you know it's 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 like not that entertaining anymore to watch films like that <laughs> that's a great segue into what is dr karen's view of the world as it exists today because we all have our own perspectives of what we think is happening and what we think is coming would love to hear yours well, you know, the world is a playground and where we get to uh, have this human experience, right? The spirit who never dies, having a human experiencing this form, you know, this dense form. And I believe there's a lot of us who I call sensitive souls. I mean, studies show about 30%. When I asked source directly, I got the number, this is a number of years ago, 33%. Now I got 35 uh, are quote unquote sensitive souls. So our experience is to come here to help. We're volunteers, so we're volunteering to be human. It's one thing to be in an alien body and go, well, I'm gonna dictate how you're gonna run the planet. Uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, it, we have to be human in order to create the solutions. And then most of us, I would say 99% of us, forget who we are, forget yes. we in incarnate, right? And we're in this dense form. So this, this playground is here for us to experience our human reality and come back to source, come back to the, you know, we are all one and it's not just lip service. It's really seeing the good, bad and the ugly as one of us. 
So if we can get to that place where we think about, I don't know, say a villain, say Hitler or Stalin or whoever we think is a villain, and we can say, oh, that's another fractal of me yeah. having that experience so I can have this experience, so I can evolve and choose. Thank you so much, right? Instead of this all this division about they're evil, we need to get rid of the evildoers. I'm like, that's like saying I'm going to cut off my left arm because my right arm is better. I mean, it's the yin and the yang. It's we have polarity in this playground. This is where we're playing at the moment. But eventually there may be a place where people say, Rena yeah, or Dr. Karen. Um, OK, so what happens when you or all those other healers heal all those entities? Hmm? Mm -hmm. You're going to be out of a job. And I'd be like, wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And that's where we're getting to. More is being revealed. So it looks uglier on the surface. But just like, you know, uh, sorry, I just got this vision of a, a pimple with pus. I'm a medical doctor. What can I say? So so when, when somebody squeezes a pimple, right, and there's pus, that's the healing rather, right? That the pus comes out. You're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. All these entities, all these negative things happening. Uh, no, it's actually clearing. Yes. So everything is clearing. And so, yeah, it looks ugly on the surface, but like I have ways, you know, in our Topican healing method, I have ways of asking, you know, the right questions of the universe of source to say, where are we at this in this program? Right? Yes. Um, so, yeah. So we, you know, we've already landed in the, um, let's just say quantum healed reality of the planet pretty solidly. Now, sometimes we'll muscle test, and some people will muscle test the old earth, like the, the reality there rather than here. But for the most part, we've landed here. Some of us are here to hold that structure of the new earth uh, for, for the others to also help to make that shift. And I believe that we are like the shamans. We are the ones that are going to support those that choose to, because it's their role, choose to join us uh, in that higher vibration, blissvana state. Not to say that, you know, uh, it's good or bad or, you know, everybody has to come or no, no, no. Everybody has their purpose. And who am I as an individual to dictate what people should or shouldn't be? And anything that's negative, we always go, oh, well, that's interesting. How does that help us? Right? How, how does that evolve me? How does that help to uh, expand my thinking? And how could it be for my highest and greatest good that this so-called bad thing is happening? And that's how I see the world. It's beautiful. The, the part about the fact that we are firmly at the place where we need to be, and it's a place of a higher vibration, and now the rest of us just have to catch up. I think that's, are you familiar with the Mandela effect, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I'm not attached to people catching up. Yes. I'm, I'm so not. It's, <laughs> it's okay, you know, wherever people are at. Like some people yes. get really upset because they want their parents and their loved ones. And, yes. you know, but that's, that's because we're in fear. And the fear is that our lives are going to end and they're not going to be healed. Right. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, but we don't actually die. So we're just evolving. So let me let go of that attachment to how the form is supposed to look in the healed earth. Yes. Oh, that's, that's so profound. Because that's the hardest part, I think, for sensitive souls is attachments. And of course, if you are a deeply sensitive soul, your attachments most likely are not. You know, they're they are, as I call, normal human souls with with all that that means. 
And so you're trying to bring them back into your life. And that's not necessarily easy to do. Uh, but it's so much easier if you just disconnect and say, well, I, I honor your journey and I yeah. honor your experience and I don't need it to be like mine. And it, I, you know, right. we don't need to all have the exact same experience because, Hey, what fun would that be? Exactly. And we can still love, right? We can, we oh, don't have yeah. to like yes. what the other person is doing, or we don't have to believe in what they're believing, but we can still love them because yeah. we are all from made from the same stuff at the end okay. of the day. So how do you, and I'll share mine, my trick because of course being in a human form and having the human emotions it's not always easy to love people that are doing you wrong or that are harming you or hurting you or you know creating discomfort in your life so what is your trick and and tip and insight on still coming from a place of love to people who have perhaps not been coming to you from a place of love well, I often will remember the times where my ego was on a rampage or the times where I was doing the same thing or even if it's much lesser degree, <laughs> you know, and, and having those human moments and just realizing that, you know, nobody, I mean, not everybody has to be at a certain level or stage. And there's, you know, when people say, oh, that person's ignorant or they need to wake up to the truth or whatever, I'm like, well, I don't know if they really need to do that because on some level, every one of us is ignorant of something. Yes. Like I'm completely ignorant on how to make a rocket ship. I really am. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you, you know, know one on your direct dial. Come on. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, yeah. So when I can. <laughs> yeah. So I, when the best way for me and it, it's not like right away, sometimes I have to process it. Right. Is it's to see them as myself. Yes. See them as myself. And even if it's the so-called darkest of the dark or whatever it is, oftentimes there's a pain in there that I can connect with and go, oh, I've had a pain like that. Okay. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. And, yeah. So I often say we love them into the light. We don't have to force them into the light. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do anything. They have their own journey. One of the downloads that I had very clear was that the only way, Rena, for you to keep rising up in your vibration is from a duality standpoint, someone else to keep descending more and more into darkness because the equation is that there has to be an equal amount. So there's going to be a massive amount of new light. We're going to see a massive amount of darkness is what I heard. And so, so be grateful that someone else is willing to take that job because someone has to do that job of creating that darkness against which your light can shine. And so, you know, for me, whenever I've, and it's been a lot, the last year has been full of interesting dark experiences, um, seeing kind of the darker side of humanity. And it's always been like, well, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing so that I get to experience more of what I enjoy, which is light. Um, there was a video that I saw which said, and this has been happening a lot to me where I'll go super duper high frequency from a meditation or from a thought. And the next couple of days um, I'll crash and I'll have more, um, negative emotions or not be of as high frequency and has as a high of a light. And someone said, 
there was a video actually about it saying, oh yeah, that's the matrix clamping down on you and saying, nope, you can't go that high. Um, what is your experience then? Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Um, well, there are certain things that we have discovered uh, in the Topican Healing Method, uh, without going into great detail of what everything's called, but um, for lack of a better term, implants. Yes. <laughs> there are some things that are um, uh, potentially implanted that can uh, regulate, if you will, um, emotions and things like that. So, but the thing is, is as far as sabotage goes, even though they exist, some people get into that victim mode of that and and that is not necessary because <laughs> yeah. you know uh, there are very many different and very fast because of the ascension process or expansion process very fast ways of dealing with those things uh, which is what we love to do in our healing modality topican healing method um so that could be true but also it may not be <laughs> so it could very well be is that maybe that increased light is sort of like you opening a closet you know in a castle that you own not knowing that there were 20 other closets that you hadn't cleaned yet and wow there's spider webs in there and there's mouse poop and <laughs> you know and so it's ready to heal so we can honor that and of course having the support is very helpful right having like your like-minded high vibe tribe yes not be a lot of people right is there to hold you in that container of love while we go through those dark nights of the soul for whatever reason and then occasionally you know one may need or request uh, the assistance of a, a healer who can possibly look in just to make sure there isn't any dimensional tags or, you know, uh, um, implants and things like that that's contributing to that. Um, but for the most part, it, you know, a lot of these things, even going into the stillness, often can auto heal those things and you don't even know it was there. It's already gone. I love it. I love it. Crystal castles. Let's talk about crystal castles in Blasphana. So Blissvana is, of course, my my envisioned dream of this beautiful heaven on earth. And each of us has a very different practical experience about what heaven on earth needs to look like. Share with our viewers and our listeners, what is your view of heaven on earth? And what is that crystal castle that Dr. Can is going to um, be an elder at? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've never put the two together, actually, until today. So, you know, the whole heaven on earth is, is I see, uh, I see, you know, very happy, balanced, healthy people eating off the land, having a, a beautiful relationship with the land um, and, you know, respecting the elements and having a, um, a very harmonious relationship with our off-world friends that are here to assist. We're just not at that level yet where, I shouldn't say level, but at that vibration where it makes it easy for them to help us, right? But we're getting there, we're getting there. And, and so, you know, we may not need healing because of the vibration. We can all heal ourselves, you know, very easily, but also be in community though, so we can evolve. So maybe there's less to fix and just more to create. Absolutely. So people are always like, oh, healer's going to be out of a job. I'm like, great. <laughs> great. 
great. Okay, make us out of make us out of work. This would be awesome, right? Let's become we're artists gonna, and singers. Yeah, we're and gonna create yes. and we're gonna you know evolve and do that. And and uh, uh, you know our off world friends have already done it for millennia. They're just here to hold us in that beautiful loving space so we can do that for ourselves. And as far as the Crystal Castle, uh, that I you know I'm not guaranteed whether it's uh, this planet or another, but <laughs> there is a place in my mind that I've seen, uh, of course, in my favorite colors, purple and pink. And anyway, so it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, crystal spikes, if you will. Um, and the, these have various different rooms and you can actually live there as well, like a hotel. Um, but we have like a kind of like Hogwarts, but not that ancient architecture. It's kind of a crystalline kind of architecture where we learn and we train and, and, you know, just like, um, you know some of some of the movies where you know children learn to fly and you know things like that yes. um, we we are teaching uh the children the uh teenagers the adults you know how to activate their superpowers so their telepathy their healing powers their um manifesting powers uh and their intuiting powers and and really um being the epitome of us in human form and it's fun there. It's beautiful there. There's lots of nature there. And of course, in, in my dreamscape, uh, there's actually an ice rink because that's what I love to do is skating. So I have my own personal ice rink. Yes, I love it. Why not? <laughs> lots of fairy lights, you know, lots yeah. of lights and colors. Yeah, yeah. So, pink. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what I see for my personal ideal new reality as well as uh, for the grand whole of everyone. Oh, it's so beautiful. And it's going to happen. I think we are all going to uh, will it and dream it into existence. Because at the end of the day, what is this? It's it's a dream anyway. It's a dream. It's someone's dream. It's a combination of people's dreams. And uh, how about a new dream? And I think that's where we are, where I think all of us are weaving a new dream together. Absolutely. Before we wrap up, I have to ask you the alien question. The good news is, you couldn't talk about aliens without being considered a doofus. Now that we've had, you know, official public hearings with officials saying, oh, yes, there are crafts. Oh, yes, we found biologic forms that were not human. Oh, yes, we have advanced technology. So we no longer have to be embarrassed. I know those guys are so lame. But anyway, that's very judgmental of me. Erase, erase. <laughs> Well, it's self-protecting of them. Yeah. Well, um, there's there's a reason why they've not been able to share. And I think there's a reason timing wise where now they are sharing. And I have a view that the reason the only reason they're sharing is because of the movement, the 26,000 cycle, et cetera, et cetera. They can't hide it anymore because the it's becoming more easy to spot things outside the veil, as I say. You know, it's not like it, we all have a very limited perspective and visibility into what's around us. They've always been there. Now we just can see them more often. So now people have to start talking about the fact that, hey, what are these things? They're everywhere. Everyone's seeing them all the time. What is your experience with aliens, quote unquote? And I just would love to hear whether you think that that's where we get our downloads from. 
Uh, well, definitely, uh, you know, there are people that, uh, you know, have conversations with uh, off-world beings um, to help get, uh, you know, healing information, um, technological information. I often joke, you know, with one of the inventors of one of the uh, uh, light tools that I love, um, phototherapy tools, I said, okay, you got to download from which alien now? And he just smiles, right? <laughs> he doesn't say anything. But I mean, it's like, so like, where do you get these ideas, right? He says, well, I just, you know, I just pray before I go to bed. Like, how, how else can I serve? And then he wakes up with an idea, right? And I'm like, you are getting downloaded, my friend, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I think uh, a lot of us are, are connecting. Um, I do have this really weird thing, which, oh, I guess, I, I guess I'm saying this in public. Um, <laughs> Where, you know, before the pandemic, before we knew about it, um, I was invited to be on some sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, galactic council, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you want me to leave my house on a ship? Can I bring my dog and my husband? Is there going to be an ice rink there? You know, like I was so mundane about it. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, no. Well, because I'm like, I don't know, you know. Because it was gonna, I was gonna be gone for three years or two years or three years, and I was like, I don't think I can. I'm sorry, guys. Find somebody else. Wow. Yeah. So, and then the pandemic occurred, and then I couldn't see my family anyway for three years. So I was like, well, okay, now I get why they wanted me to go then. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't have been missed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, you know what? I'm I'm happy with my decision. Of course. Um, because there's a lot of things, you know, in the in the, you know, daily grounded way. Yes, I could get advice or coming from this perspective, bridging, you know, the human reality with, you know, these other things. But I, I think that, uh, you know, I chose that. And even though it was difficult, <laughs> uh, I think it was the right decision to make at this point, you know, so if you were uh, given that option again. Would you take it? Uh, that's a great question likely you would okay yeah because i you know I'm, I'm less attached to the you know the whole form of things yeah i mean yes i would miss my family yes i would miss my house but i you know i mean i don't i'm not sure i would abandon my dog but i think they said i could bring him so <laughs> um but other than other than my nuclear you know husband dog you know um i could let go of everything even the skating believe it or not um although i'm like okay you guys make a holodeck okay so i can exactly. skate in the holodeck right exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, but no i'm i'm happy to to leave everything um but the funny thing is just you know making sure that my 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 team my people are taken care of so there are ways in which that can happen of course then i didn't understand the whole concept of time right i'm gone three years what it feels like three years but it could be five minutes yes it's like oh oops okay i didn't get that part <laughs> yes 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 uh i've had several thoughts around time because i'll say oh my god i've lost so much time because the i downloaded the word merkaba almost five and a half years ago. And so randomly I'll have these thoughts like, Oh my God, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. Like they've been, they've been telling me what to do for years now. And right. I, just, I'm like asleep at the wheel and I'll hear like this voice go, but there is no time. There's no time. Whatever you're doing is happening in this microcosm of an experience in you. So take your right. time because there is no time. Right. And that that's one of the signs of being truly guided with 100% truth, love and light guides, because there are clairaudient people that 
think they're healing, hearing guides, but the guides have a sense of urgency and you have to and you better or else, those aren't guides, guys. Okay, in our, in our modality, we check for um, God team, source team being 100% truth, love, and light. Uh, and we have found there are spirits that pose as guides. Oh, yes. And this is one of the, the telltale signs is if they say you have to do something or else. So if you don't do this at this hour, at this time, the world's going to die, right? Mm. Eh, probably not a light guide. The aliens would never do that. The the you know our our, our you know our angelic whatever you want to call them. Um, that's they're not attached. No, and yeah, that and even to say that there is no time. Don't worry, you're yeah. you're just you're experiencing what you want to experience. Don't right. make anything more or less than that. Yes, there's and so much love. You know, and that's that's the main thing when we uh, listen, you know, ha have our guides for that is the main thing. We feel love, not judgment, not you have to, you know, that, that there can be some manipulation in that space. But if people know, oh, wait a second, this doesn't feel good in my body hearing this, then it's probably not your guide. <laughs> how, do you, how do you make the manipulators go away? Because, oh, my God, I've been manipulated a few times with the urgency, exactly what you said. Yeah, well, we, we do, well in my modality, we just we just go into stillness. We go into that uh, stillness through observing total movement, and then we do a directive. So we're directing specific frequencies and energies, and whoever is there to help. Our guides sometimes are just waiting for us to go, okay, anytime now. Ask us for help anytime <laughs> now, right? And we just, we just uh, direct or command that they be healed to their highest vibration. Okay. And no longer be able to, you know, talk to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, but, but they, you know, they're blessed and healed to the highest vibration. They're lo no longer to be able to be your guide team. Only those with hundred percent truth, love and light are able to be in your guide team. Those with infinite healing powers. So we actually have a protocol called the God team upgrade protocol. Nice. And where can people find that protocol and everything else about you? You are so amazing. And thank you so much for spending this much time with us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, the best place is actually in our community. So we have a, a light medicine community where we have conversations. We have um, monthly mini healings. You know, we take people's requests. We put them in a healing basket for 24 hours. And then we um, do group healings. And then we do demonstrations of the Topican Healing Method, how to do the align, ask, and activate. Um, and then the God Team, you know, upgrade protocol appears in some uh, um, of our healing, our top healing courses where we teach people how to do what I do uh, and heal themselves to their, you know, a very high level degree um, be able to uh, be able to you know clear themselves of negative energies entities you know house clearings all sorts of things so uh, we're really passionate about helping sensitive souls activate their superpowers empower them to do the work because I'm only one person right so yes. you know we need uh, tons of people uh, and and I'm sort of like you know if people you know expand and, and do well uh, I you know it's great that they learn from me but I'm just really happy that they're helping so many people, even if it's their family, because it fractalizes, right? One person helps the family, and then they are healthier, and they, they touch these other you know people in their lives, and they're better for them. And, and so it's really great to see that happening. The visual that I had received um, when I started the breathwork uh, nightly meditations was a candle lighting another candle. Yes. Because I was saying, what? why am I being told to teach meditation? That makes no sense to me at all. Like, I'm not a I'm not a meditation teacher. I meditate. But that's not what I do. 
And it was almost like I was shown this visual, like you'll light a candle. If two people show up, that's okay. You lit two candles that night and they will go home and they will light, you know, four or five candles each. So you lit those and then they'll wake up in the morning and, and they'll be nicer at work and they'll light 10 more. So yeah, don't worry about who shows up. You just press play and you teach every night and you host presentations every night. Wonderful. And you won't believe it, like no marketing, no advertising, no nothing, just a couple of friends and like 60 people show up every night, Beautiful. which is amazing. Um, so it's the light and you, Dr. Karen, are a light, a huge, voluminous, beautiful white light. And so thank you. Thank you for lighting so many candles and thank you for sharing everything you said today. We're going to, of course... Um, put links to your website and your products. I hope we can all start to bring our soul families together. Any parting advice for someone who is looking to evolve into this new uh, earth dimension? Any parting thoughts? Well, yes, two things. Number one is you have everything within you that you need. And number two is that community is where it's at. In other words, uh, if you don't feel love and supported in your current space with the people that you hang around with, then yeah, definitely connect, you know, with like-minded folks and have them hold that space and you hold the space for them because that makes a huge difference having like-minded people in a community. So yeah, that's it. Oh, that's beautiful. I think finding your frequency, your soul frequency is sort of I, I personally think it's a journey that I've now embarked on. I want to find those that have the same frequency imprint as me, because that makes me feel so warm and fuzzy and at home. Uh, even a five minute conversation, it's like it, it recharges me. It, it refills my, my bowl. Um, and then you don't feel as lonely uh, anymore. So that's beautiful advice, Dr. Karen. Thank you so much again. Lots of love and blessings to you. And may we all bring Blissvana to life. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Rena.